Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and joining me as always is Spooky Linda. Hey, you got it! Rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, last week was just rough for you. It was rough. Um, <laughs> I also, like, I felt like I was hit by a train last week and the week before. Um, these, the last month, actually, after that uh covid shot both of them both doses i was really tired after the first one and the second one just absolutely destroyed me just utter obliteration um and i'll I'll talk a little bit more about that but first i want to let you know what you can expect on today's show we are going to be talking about netflix quarter one subscriber growth or pitfalls Eh, which one is it? Uh, uh. And then we're <laughs> uh, and then we're also going to be talking about some superhero news. We'll get more into that in the news bit. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the Conjuring Three, or not the Conjuring Three? Well, kind of the Conjuring it Three. Is. Yeah, yeah it's it is the, the Conjuring, Conjuring three. three. Okay, it is. It is. Don't doubt um, yourself. Yeah, I'm just thinking about. I'm just thinking about the the title, which is the Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Which honestly, great title. We're going to talk more about what the official MPAA rating is for that movie. And then also for our patrons, we're going to be doing a little special treat where we react to the trailer that was just released over the last week as well. And then later on in the episode, we're also going to review Attack of the Killer Donuts, um, a great film directed by Scott Wheeler. Um, truly incredible on Amazon Prime. You can go stream it now, and I highly recommend it. We'll talk about that later in the episode. Wow. And uh, I'm sorry. And, I- <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them. <clears throat> don't tell them. I won't, I won't. Um, and then we're also going to, of course, give you a little nod at as to what's streaming this weekend. And surprise, it's going to be all Oscar related. Um. I guess when you're listening to this, it'll be week time already. But all those lovely Oscar-nominated and Oscar-won uh, films are going to be streaming, and I want to let you know all the different places that you can find them. So that's what you can expect from today's episode. How are you doing, Linda? Oh, I am. I am peachy. peachy. Uh, it was a long week. Next week's going to be even longer. But, mm-hmm. you know, it could be worse, I suppose. Could it? it could it be it, worse? It could. I'll, I'll give my weeks that. Like, it, it could be worse. You know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, pulling through. I, I, I'm still having a good time with other things. And <laughs> it was just. That's so specific. Thank you. <laughs> I'm being so cryptic right now, and I don't know why. Uh, it's just I'm doing a lot of training for a lot of new positions at work, and it's just been really filling up my schedule. And next week's going to be even worse because a lot of people are going to be gone. So mm-hmm. I told them that I could, you know, help out a little bit more to to make sure that we weren't getting completely screwed over. But you know, the lazy person in me is really regretting it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm a lazy person, so I I wouldn't pity, I wouldn't um, envy your position at all. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's it's for it's for my own good, you know. You know, being able to have more stuff that I can that I can do at work. I got you know my promotion, and I'm just you know, 
you know me. I, I I I strive for the best, and I am I'm getting there. So you know, overall, no real complaints besides it just being very busy. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'm fine. It is also very busy on um, the Burr Review side of things as well, actually. Um, in addition to a new job I just started, <gasps> no more computer monitors. Hey, um, now you have, what is that, a box of candy? Uh, yeah, it's a Spree's um, that I had at my work desk to just snack on. Uh, yeah, so now we it's have just to, a table for all of his sprees. Yeah, we have to figure out what's going on with this office. It's a hot mess right now. I mean, it's not messy or anything, but it just looks bare now without the computers in here. But um, Yeah, but when something's out of order, it makes Jared a little uneasy. It does. It does. Yeah. Jared that's prefers okay. balance in life. Mm-hmm, balance, yep. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and by balance, excuse me, by balance, I mean having, you know, anyone walk into the room and it look like it hasn't been lived in. That's the balance that I need. Um, blankets are folded. Everything's put away n- nice and orderly. Um, that's kind of the life I lead. So it's not messy. It's just uh, like we have literally right beside me, we have desk, desk, desk. And this is the only one with things on it. Um, so, you know, it just looks a little bare. So I like a little bit more life in my rooms than than just that, but uh, we'll get it we'll get it situated. You'll, no, you'll uh, figure out something. Yeah, for those of you who are curious, um, you listen. Our patrons really do get the best content ever, um, because right now, while we're recording this, Linda, and while the patrons are going to be able to view this podcast later in video form. Yeah. They're also getting to see my early reaction to Mortal Kombat. It's already live on Patreon.com. So Aww. if you're a patron right now, I think I'm going to release it either on Monday or Tuesday, my Mortal Kombat reaction, probably sooner rather than later. So probably Monday. Um, although I really want to release it tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But anyway, we are going to be releasing that very shortly. But if you're a patron right now, you can check that out. It is for everyone who is in our It Follows tier up. So the $2, $5, and $10 tier all can view that early access video. Um, You're also getting another exclusive video today as well with the Conjuring 3 trailer reaction that we're going to be doing. And then, of course, you get this video one day early as well in video form. So... Those lucky you got, ducks. Yeah, you've got all this content just coming at you. Um, also, just this week, we released our... Um, uh, I want to... Never mind. I'm not going to... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we did our entire series review um, on the Den of Night podcast. Uh, it's not like a long discussion. In fact, I think we talked more about... Um, our hatred of John Walker or rather her hatred of John Walker. Lorenzi is the one that does that podcast with me. Um, We talk about that. And then we also talk about gravity and what would happen if Mercury fell into the sun. So that's kind of what we talked about. Oh yeah, I know it was a weird podcast, but that's what we talked about on the den of night podcast, which you also have access to if you're in the hereditary tier or higher. So the $5, $10 tier, you get that podcast every other month. Um, Great. You've got a lot of content 
to watch just this past <laughs> week. I know it was kind of bare all month, and then now I'm just like, shoot, 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 shoot. We, but we I promise, have the time. We have the creative juices flowing. Yeah. Well, well. also, this is when all the content was finally finished with Falcon and Winter Soldier, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. All of it yeah. released at the same time, so it kind of just put me in a position where I was doing everything. But that's okay, because I get everything done tonight on Sunday, and then everything else is done for the rest of the week except for the poll. I have to make Yay. a poll for you guys. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what we have on Patreon.com. I can't stress that enough. If you like the show and you want to support us, that is the most direct way to go about doing so. Um, it really does help the show. Every every cent of that goes back into, um, just for my staff writers alone, it basically takes about 90% of, um, and actually once we add someone else on, it takes 100% of, um, of those proceeds directly back into the staff and into the site. So, um, you know, it, it really is helpful. So if you like the show and you want to keep us going, I, I highly encourage you do it that way. Um, oh, yeah. And you don't want to miss out on all the content either. Cause yeah. I mean, and I honestly check out the dead and night podcast just to hear Jared talk about grass gravity. Yeah. Yeah. It's a conversation that we had on our way back from the second dose. Um, which, by the way, the second dose, Linda, I had fever. I had a fever of like 102. Jesus. I had chills. I had aches. I was throwing up. I had the full nine yards with the second dose, and I had a massive migraine. And the migraine still was um, kind of occurring yesterday. It was more of a headache yesterday, but it was mm -hmm. still there. And I got vaccinated on Thursday. So it was a mess. Wow. Like. And um, I don't feel as fatigued, like tired as I did with the first shot. But boy, for the first like 48 hours, did that just absolutely destroy me. <laughs> Got wrecked. Yeah, I did get wrecked. Um, so that's a little unfortunate. Oh. But um, yeah, no. Uh, so I just, word of caution for anyone who's going to get vaccinated, be careful with that one. Plan ahead because you're most likely not going into work. <sighs> that was technically my first day scheduled to back at my job and and I went in to just drop off my I9 paperwork and I was like, yeah, I can't. I a I have a fever, so I really shouldn't even be here. But I know it's directly related to the vaccine, so I'm not worried about it, but you know. I don't know why, but for some reason that situation reminds me of Parks and Rec, that like ongoing joke where like Ben like keeps like applying for that accounting business oh yeah and they're oh, super stoked for him to come and work and he's like just kidding i'm not gonna come work. yeah <laughs> i feel like that's you with the movie theater yeah well i came in the next day like i came in saturday like i worked all of saturday you know mm -hmm. from like 10 to 7 so like no biggie no biggie i came in and I still wasn't feeling good. And I had a pinched nerve all week, too, where Ew. I couldn't move. I had that simultaneously with that COVID shot. I was shivering and, you know, I had chills and I was, like, shaking. And then it hurt to move my back. Like, it hurt. You threw out your back from shaking? Well, not from shaking. I threw it out earlier in oh. the week. I threw it out <laughs> on, like, Monday or Tuesday. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I was just walking when it happened. I don't you know. are an old man at heart. I guess. <laughs> um, well, 
I think we've covered all our bases here yeah. in the in the first half of this podcast. So we're going to take a small break. We're going to run down the news for you real quick, the big news and headlines from this week. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Netflix quarter one sales for 2021 and how they're doing on that front. So stay tuned. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So what are you waiting for? Grab your gear that you already have, and then find a quiet space to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. Todd Spangler of Variety writes, Netflix falls short of quarter one subscriber targets as COVID-driven growth slows. Netflix's subscriber growth cooled dramatically in the first quarter of 2021 after record pandemic-fueled gains last year, and the streamer added about 2 million fewer customers than it previously expected. For quarter one of 2021, the company reported a gain of 3.98 million in net global streaming subscribers. That was below its previous guidance of 6 million. It expects to add just 1 million members in quarter two with roughly zero growth in the US and Canada and Latin America regions. As of the end of March, Netflix had 207.4 million paid streaming customers worldwide, up 13.6%. However, on the subscriber miss and lighter than expected quarter two guidance, Netflix shares fell more than 10% in after hours trading. The company announced that its board approved a $5 billion stock buyback program, slated to begin in the current quarter. Netflix blamed the subscriber shortfall on its smaller pipeline of originals, but expects to open up its wallet this year to attract and retain customers. For 2021, the company said that it expects to spend more than $17 billion in cash on content, up more than 44% compared with the $11.8 billion last year. Cynthia Littleton of Variety writes, Disney and Sony set massive movie deal bringing Spider-Man films to Disney+. Disney has set a massive movie licensing pact with Sony Pictures for the U.S. that promises to bring Spider-Man and other Marvel properties to Disney+, starting with Sony's 2022 release slate. The wide-ranging deal, which runs through Sony's 2026 theatrical slate, also calls for Sony titles to run across Disney's array of streaming and linear platforms, making it unprecedented in scope as it covers Disney+, Hulu, FX Networks, ABC, Disney Channels, and Freeform. This agreement comes on the heels of Sony's output deal with Netflix for titles in the lucrative post-theatrical release Pay One Window. 
The Disney deal also covers subsequent TV windows, meaning that the titles will land on Netflix first, about nine months after the start of the film's theatrical run. Again, like the Netflix deal, the Disney Pact only covers U.S. markets despite the global reach of the streamers. Boris Kitt and Aaron Couch of The Hollywood Reporter write, Captain America 4 in the works with Falcon and Winter Soldier showrunner Malcolm Spellman. The head writer and show creator behind Disney Plus and Marvel's The Falcon and Winter Soldier, Malcolm Spellman, is developing a fourth installment of the Captain America film franchise for Marvel Studios. Spellman will co-write the script with Dallin Moosen, the staff writer on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No castings for the project are officially known, but Friday's episode offers plenty of roads for the feature to take up. Up until this point, Chris Evans has played Captain America via the Steve Rogers character, appearing in a trio of solo movies, Avengers outings, and assorted Marvel movies. And the question of who is entitled to carry the shield or be Captain America was central to the show. The feature is likely to continue the story of Sam Wilson, played by Anthony Mackie, and the current wielder of the shield. But as the writers get to work, it will be interesting to see how the story unfolds. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support The Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers four distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other tier perks combined. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, welcome back. We are talking about Netflix, who has fallen short of quarter one subscriber targets um, as the COVID-driven growth slows. So Netflix expected many more subscribers in quarter one this year um, than they actually got. In fact, it added about 2 million fewer customers than it previously expected. Um so let's just start with kind of what we think that is because, and I think a lot of it has to do with everyone's ready to get out of the fucking house. So, you know, honestly, like when you look at those numbers, it kind of makes sense with, you know, at least the studios being confident in their new theatrical release dates. And obviously that didn't have as much of an effect probably in January or February, but certainly in March that had an effect, right? Yeah. And so maybe that 2 million, you know, fewer subscribers that, that they failed to obtain, maybe that's because of the studio's confidence in the theatrical release schedule again. Um, or maybe it's, you know, for an entirely different reason, but um, the company did still gain about 3.98 million in net global streaming subscribers. So um, 
yeah, the previous number that they had uh, expected to target was six million. So definitely less than they expected, but they still are growing. Um, so it's not that they didn't grow. I want I want to be very clear on that. They still they gained subscribers. Fell short of yeah, how but many subscribers mm-hmm. they were wanting to get. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they had a COVID boom. Like you remember at the start of this, how many subscribers they got? Like they got a lot of money. Oh, and yeah. So I'm not surprised to see this. Um, in in quarter two, um, it expects to add just one million members, uh, with roughly zero growth in U.S. and Canada and Latin America regions. Um, as of the end of March, Netflix had 207.4 million paid streaming uh, customers worldwide. So that's up 13.6% still. So like I said, they're not failing at all. This is just they didn't hit that goal of theirs. Right. Um, so specifically when you hear those numbers, does it does it seem like they might fall short of their quarter two expectations? Um. Honestly, it's it it is a possibility. No, they just have one million though. They don't have six million this time. <laughs> they just have one, and I think they're gauging oh, their expectations. Well, yeah, if it's only like if they're yeah if they're adjusting it, then yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood the question. But yeah, no, like I'm honestly not really surprised that they fell short from this quarter either, because don't mean to bring it back but (laughs) with netflix doing the whole like oh we're putting security to like make sure that everyone's like has their own subscription (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised that that hurt them a little bit not only that but the fact that netflix has pretty much inspired all these other streaming service like all these other streaming services with all their own content that you can't get on netflix Plus the fact that streaming services like HBO Max have been signing deals to where, like, once movies are released, they can, like, go straight to HBO Max and theaters, like what they did with King with Kong versus Godzilla, what they're going to do with The Conjuring, what they did with Tom and Jerry, etc. Like, I feel like with all these added benefits to all these all to, like, all of these other streaming contents, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's a big reason for netflix falling short on that too not to mention the fact that you know covid's quote-unquote ending so not a lot of people have been at home here big quotes on that but yeah go read the news stories from india if you think that's the case um (laughs) but yeah no i totally agree with you it could be a result of that what they're blaming it on is the fact that they had a smaller pipeline of originals um this year in this quarter specifically so they expect to attract more customers uh for 2021 just because they're spending um or they're at least um projected to spend more than 17 billion dollars in cash on content up more than 44% compared with the 11.8 billion last year when the coronavirus was ravaging across the US so they're spending a lot more money like a lot more money and you know, I I hope that they are able to recover from that and, you know, get a good subscriber base because it's not sustainable to keep spending that amount of money. I mean, I know they can do it for a really long time, but it's going to come back to bite them in the ass some, someday. And um, I get that, yeah. you know, they're the biggest streamer and that they've been around the longest, but um, there are some new cats in the game like Disney Plus. And, you know, once Disney Plus, you know, wants to actually open up um the potential for more shows and you know obviously we have loki coming in june 
like it the more content that we get from them the less likely it is for people to go to Netflix instead just because Disney's a family name you're going to start seeing a shift and because the cost of streaming is now you know especially if you have all the different you know streaming platforms it's pretty comparable to cable now and so you're going to see a resurgence of people starting to cut back especially if politically the wages aren't being raised People are, you know, still having to struggle to pay their rent, pay their bills, pay their medical debt. We're, we're going to see an increase of, you know, people cutting one thing or another out. And so unfortunately, if Netflix isn't bringing their A game with the content and being smart about their business decisions, like they might be in trouble later down the line, but that's much later down the line. So I just want to make that clear. But um, they did uh, approve a $5 billion stock buyback program so they can inflate their shares artificially, which I don't ask. Don't even get me started on the stock buyback shit um, that it irritates me like no other. Um, But because of this news in quarter one and them not reaching their milestone, their shares fell by 10% in after hours trading. So people kind of jump ship on that a little bit, I think. And um, I mean, I'm sure it'll get, you know, back to where it was but it definitely is not spelling the best for netflix um but it's also not the worst so i just want to just want to be clear it's kind of we're in that gray middle ground you know yeah and i mean it's not a bad idea if they start streaming their own original content like more originals like it's not necessarily it can't be things like um like they're dumb properties. Like I'm not saying that to all the boys is a bad property. It's not. That's actually one of the good ones. They have knives out now. So you've got to start doing that. The knives out, you've got to start doing more things like that. You've got to take properties that people know from the cinema and you've got to start putting them on your platform as new releases because otherwise it's just, and unfortunately you're going to have to coincide that with theaters because I'm not in favor of everything just shifting to streaming, especially when things get back to normal. Um, But I, and I'm not even talking about taking those properties. You've got to, you've got to bring that level of excitement that those films garner. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately you're not doing that with a lot of your content. Um, And so that's kind of what needs to happen. But what were you going to say? Like, I guess it's like it's a star, I guess. It's just I feel like Netflix's problem is that they shouldn't look inwards on itself for more mm-hmm. ideas on how to get more of those subscribers. Cause I mean everyone knows Netflix, everyone's aware of all of its contents. So it's not Netflix like itself. They need to start looking at the bigger picture, like what's drawing people to all these other streaming services. Because I mean I wouldn't say like they all have their own original content. Like, they do. So it's not really the whole original content thing that's the issue. Like you were saying, like, with, like, Knives Out and just, like, taking stuff that's already familiar to people. Like, they just need to look at the bigger picture and start, you know, just, you know, realizing why people are, you know, being drawn to places like Hulu and HBO Max and seeing what they're doing right that Netflix has been falling short of. hmm And they better succumb to that 45-day theatrical window with Knives Out. They better succumb. You don't just get to throw your film in a theater for two weeks and then say, look, we did it. Like, it counts. No, 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 no. You should be forced to have those movies in the cinema for 45 days at least. What? It's a month and a half. Get over it. 
and then it'll be streaming on your platform. Look, if I love Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3, I'm not going to care. Like if they're, yeah, I'll go see them in the theater. I'm not going to care if, you know, a month and a half later it's on Netflix. I'll be like, great, I'll keep my Netflix subscription. If I really like it, that way I can watch them whenever I want, you know? So be smart about what you're doing. That's all I'm saying. And don't fall into that trap where people are fear-mongering about the 45-day theatrical window. I think it's best for both. It helps the streamers out and it helps the theaters out by not pulling films entirely away from the cinema. So it's the compromise that we need. So keep that 45-day theatrical window and Netflix, maybe you won't see a huge subscriber dip. Um, At least you won't, you know, you won't fall back so much where it's not profitable and not sustainable anymore. Right. I mean, it'll definitely slow down with everything opening back up. It's just, unfortunately, people are going back to work. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen everywhere, not just to Netflix. So, And I like this graph that they gave us at the end. We we have our reference article uh, posted up here. uh, And it gives you a really good graph to see that spike from when COVID Mm. started with Netflix. In 2020, yeah. Yeah, they were expecting about 7 million. They hit 15.8 million. Quarter three quarter didn't one. do good at all. Quarter three really did. 2020. Oop. But yeah, just seeing that spike, it was just, yep, that was when COVID was, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. So, I, yeah, no, that's actually pretty cool. But it you is. can also see when they keep dipping. And that'll be linked down in the show notes below, too, for anyone Mm -hmm. listening. Um, And if you have trouble finding the show notes, the easiest way to get them is just to go to the website, thebrewreviews.com, go to the podcast section, and all the articles are linked there. So we always link our sources that way. We're staying accurate since we are primarily a news podcast. We do reviews and all that, too. But we have to to maintain our academic integrity. Yes. And journalistic integrity. So... um, yeah, Netflix. Um, that is all the time we have for our Netflix discussion, but we are going to shift into the Conjuring 3 discussion. And just a reminder for those people listening, if you sign up for our patron um, at patreon.com slash the borough reviews, we're going to have our official trailer reaction posted uh, for our hereditary tier, our $5 tier and up. So go ahead and um, check that out over there. Um, I lied. It's the trick or treat tier, by the way. So for our ten dollar patrons, you'll you'll be able to get that video. And by the way, guys, for anyone who's scared about patron um, and and becoming a patron on uh, Patreon, don't it's be. a tongue twister. Don't be because like even if you spend the ten dollars um, to watch the trailer reaction, you don't see anything else that you like on there. That's totally fine. You can cancel at any time. So it's not like a commitment. And, um, and I don't charge per piece. I charge per month. So $10, you get all the content that you want for that month. You can cancel whenever, but for that month, you just help, you know, support the show and maintain the show for a little while. So I still encourage that, but we are going to get into our trailer reaction. And then finally, we're going to review attack of the killer donuts. And I know that's what you're all waiting for. So stay tuned. Oh, yes. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our website, theborreviews.com. If you like indie movies, or blockbuster movies, and anything in between, really, on our site you'll find podcast, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content that covers all types of cinema. But we especially love a good horror movie here at The Burrow. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theburrowreviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. 
As a company residing in Nebraska, we know just how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we're here to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. And while not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, it is always worth a shot. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Welcome back from the break, everyone. We are now going to get into the Conjuring 3 trailer. For all of you that are on our Patreon, we just want to say thank you and give you a little bit of an exclusive video. And then we're also going to talk about the MPA rating because I think it is juicy. Like, I want oh, more of I it. Oh, I love it. Um, but first, we are going to watch the trailer and live react for all of the patrons. So if you want to see that video, go over to patreon.com slash the Burr Reviews. And uh, if you sign up for the Trick or Treat tier at the $10 amount, um, you will be able to watch that video there. Um, otherwise, come right back and we'll talk about the MPA rating. Let's talk about the MPA rating because it is rated R for terror, violence, and disturbing images. So we're back to that R rating. Um, I love to see it. Honestly, like the rumors that you hear are true. When horror movies are only like PG-13, there is a much higher chance of it not being that great. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, which is actually quite a hot take in the film community that we're in because everyone's like, stop saying that, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's true. When it's rated R for like without the sexuality, without, you know, the language, when it's just for terror, violence and disturbing in- images, you know, it's going to be spicy. You know, it it's going to be good. Although Annabelle creation, aside from the blood and that one scene of, um, of the the head host being like torn in half. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, wasn't she I, like I actually really like Annabelle Creation. It was like a little gory, and that's kind of what pushed it over the edge. Otherwise, Annabelle Creation didn't really. If you would have just cut the blood and gore down in that one scene, I think they would have gotten a PG thirteen rating. So it's not saying that, but that scene is super effective though. It was. Um, very disturbing so yeah i guess like there is a way to do pg-13 correct lights out is my go-to example always always lights with lights out, out was was so as long as it's i guess we should rephrase that um, as long as it's done well and as long as it's still an effective horror movie go ahead and give it a pg-13 but it's just it's a challenge it is. It's it's a really big challenge. And you do have some successors. The the one that I think about most when I think about PG-13 horror movies that aren't great, it immediately goes to the remake of Prom Night. Because mm. that, one, that one wasn't really good. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's Prom Night that's the reason why people get so torn between rated R and PG-13 horror movies. I think that's the movie that kind of started that whole thing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I guess I would have to look up, like, I would have to look up a full list of, like, remakes, you know, that were originally R and became PG-13 or vice versa, you know, to see kind of where that trend, like, really started. I'm sure the trend's always been in existence. In fact, it has, but um, especially, like, in the late 60s. But I, I do think that eventually we got to the point where it just became a much larger discussion in the community of horror. Um, so 
Yeah, that is our reaction to The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, I can't wait to see uh, Vera Farmiga and also Patrick Wilson back for this. It's so great. Um, Do you see how handsome he looks? He yes, looks yes, so good. yes. I love him so much. We know. <laughs> we know. I love Patrick Wilson. I'm so excited. Yeah. You also have uh, Sarah Catherine Hook and um, as Linda said, Julian Hillard in the movie as well. So um, it looks to be like it's shaping up um, to be a really good film. So I can't wait for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's take one more uh, quick break before we get into our discussion of Attack of the Killer Donuts. So when we return, you have that to look forward to. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back from the break, everyone. We are now going to hop into our discussion of Attack of the Killer Donuts. And Linda, I am passing the torch to you on this one um, because you're the one that did this. And I just want to say I don't regret watching it, surprisingly, before you before you jump into it. (laughs) So tell us what Attack of the Killer Donuts is about. Uh, Sure thing. (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of a unique review for us because Attack of the Killer Donuts is actually not a new movie. It was released in 2016 and it is shockingly enough not rated. Can you hear that? Don't worry, this won't hurt a bit. Your serum has contaminated the donuts and they've come to life. Have I seen what I think I'm seeing? The donuts are alive and mutated into killer donuts. Let's call the police. And tell them what? An army of killer donuts is on the loose? (laughs) Free donuts! So, Attack of the Killer Donuts was directed by Scott Wheeler, who, surprise, surprise, has not directed a single other project that I know about. I can tell. Yeah. I can Uh, tell. (laughs) And it stars Justin Ray, Kayla Compton, and the plot goes as followed. A chemical accident turns ordinary donuts into bloodthirsty killers. And yeah, that's pretty much all there is to say about this film. Um, you've also got action, a little bit of romance in there, um, some superheroism, but you know, and a very real looking cat, <laughs> and some magical special effects. This okay, so. Fun fact about Scott Wheeler, he is mostly known for his visual effects work. Like if you go to IMDb and you go to his page, the first thing that pops up isn't direction. It is visual effects. So he did all the visual effects and some weren't bad, right? 
some weren't awful, but also the majority of it was. <laughs> so I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, this guy has fucking done everything with visual effects. I'm talking. He did um, some X Files, Sharknado, Buffy. Sharknado, Scary uh, Planet of the too. Sharks. Yeah, like this guy, Southpaw. He did Southpaw. Oh like my this God. guy has done fucking everything with visual effects. And, and then he this gave is us his hack of the killer donuts. <gasps> what? He was responsible for the cat in Scary Movie too. How do you? How do you? How do you? Oh, it was just. It has to be him. I don't know for sure, but it has to it, be It is! Him. Oh my god, this guy does not like cats. He won't cast a single real freaking cat in his movies! Let me just say the most ridiculous thing. If I can find the clip, I'll insert it here for people that are watching on video. <laughs> but bring for a real cat in either one! This movie, at the 18-minute mark, this lady gets home. It's, I think, at the 18-minute mark. This lady About, gets home. Yeah. Get with her with her fucking box of donuts that are mad and and she's singing to the box of donuts and the cat and it's the a first, cheat day yeah it's a cheat day and the first shot of this cat i literally spit out my baja black i had just gotten this and i i was taking a sip from the straw and i went like right back into it whiskers mcfur <laughs> Come to mama. And like, because like, what the fuck was that? I thought you were exaggerating. But no, no it's, a, it's a fucking doll. Like, it looks like a doll. And they staged it differently. And that, that it was fucking throw. I would have rather had it just sit in one place the whole time. But they kept, like, positioning it differently. And I lost my mind every time they did it. I want to uh, know who edited this movie, too. Oh, um, no, it's everything. It's the direction. In fact, the one note I took of it, because I took notes once. And it was the first scene where he, where our main character... Um, Justin Ray, played by, uh, uh, or sorry, excuse me, Johnny Wetworth, played by Justin Ray. Uh, he is asking his mother for money, and uh, let me just say, it was his mother, right? I think it was his mother. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, it is, but keep going, because I want to go back to that part when okay. you're done. Does this guy know anything other than two-shot? Like, because it is so stiff in the camera department. It is fucking... One shot, one shot, one shot, one shot, one shot for five minutes straight in the same fucking position. And I am losing my goddamn mind. I'm, my brain cells are fucking decaying. Like, because like, I'm like, does this guy know how to do anything other than just the same two shots every fucking time? Like, if, if I ever did that, kill me. Like, and the thing is, I am a director of photography. I do have credits. Uh, and I, could do a better job than he did. And he has apparently worked on all these other films, not as a director, but you know, I mean, he still worked on them. So like, come on, dude. Anyway, I think I could make a better movie in my fucking sleep. Anyway, um, I still okay. had a good time watching it though, because it was so ridiculous, but it's so bad, but it's not even, 
it's not even like I'm saying that it's a good bad movie. No, it's a bad bad movie. It's a but, bad movie. But but I enjoyed it. I still gave it a one out of five. So I didn't give it a high rating. Sorry, it's a bad movie. And that cat, if it wasn't for that cat, there wouldn't be as many redeemable qualities, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel though. I don't mean to come across as, uh, what's the word, dirty? But in my opinion, like, the very beginning of that movie, and with most scenes that had- Yes! That had at least one girl, one guy in the scene. Every single scene in that movie, honestly, was scripted and shot like it was the beginning of a bad porn. With killer donuts. The mom- had to have been not even like three years older than the actor that, that was supposed to play her son. Oh my god! And they had him like this, like low cut top, and you know, just the way they were like talking with each other. It was very other. playful and childlike, yeah, and, and it was weird. Wasn't, yeah, it was weird. And so I was like, "Is this going to be a porn? Is Attack of the Killer Donuts going to be a porn? Are we going to review a porn?" We about to review porn on the borough. So I was like, "Oh my god." Oh my god. And then shocker shocker there actually wasn't any nudity in this movie. I was shocked when I found out there wasn't going to be any nudity in this movie. Especially with the NR rating. Mm -hmm. Yeah especially with how all the scenes were directing themselves. Like you honestly were expecting to see a boob in this movie. So I was like a little surprised but I was like okay you know like at least it wasn't porn. Like that's great I guess. I guess it's just just highly suggestive. It was weird. It was just so weird. The whole movie was weird. The dialogue was weird. Uh, I'm pretty sure the main character's best friend slept with the mom, which was a little weird. Like, apparently he has dinner with her every night and that she's, like, his best friend. It was weird. And, like, the the beginning scene with the with the main, like, female protagonist and her brother in the car, I did not know that they were brother and sister, but it honestly sounded like he was trading sex favors for her to fix computers, which was a weird plot point to, like, really, like, dedicate I thought he a was a boyfriend. Yeah! And then, and then, like, and then it's his, her brother, and I'm like, it was like, what the fuck? Uh, and so, yeah, just, it was very weird, and everything had, like, weird sexual undertones to it, and I just did not get it. I was like, what? And like they like I said, they dedicate this whole scene to about how this girl's like a whiz with computer and whiz with technology. And it like never came back up in the movie and it was like a waste of like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like why were we why were we shown this scene? Cause it kind of made you think that she was gonna like be one of those like hackers, like I'm in to like help save you from donuts, and then like it was just never brought up. It was a little it was a little strange. No, it it was a lot of unnecessary scenes and dialogue. Yeah, and, like, you can tell from, like, dialogue or from things that happen that they had to put in there for specific plot points. Like, Mm. uh, when she was, like, about to open a cabinet door that had the donut in it, and this guy just came in out of nowhere to stop her from doing it, and he was just like, hey. Now, like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. And he just stood there, and he's just... And then they're like, okay, bye. And he's like, and then, okay, bye. And, and then, then he left. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> it was just so weird. 
It was just the weirdest movie ever, and I haven't even gotten to the part where there were killer donuts. Like, Honestly, it reminded me of, like, Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong, but with better video quality. Oh, I'm Like, it's on that level. Those, but, oh, my God. You uh, have not dug yourself into the rabbit hole of B-level horror cinema. Look, I feel like... No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> not very much of it, anyway. But I feel like this... I feel like this is something that would be on, like, sci-fi, but also it's too bad for sci-fi. Does that make sense? No, because we we talked about sci-fi in great detail last week. We did. But this was, like, on a whole other level. Like, sometimes with, like, parody or, like, horror comedies, they're they're self-aware. They know what they're doing. And, you know, it's... They're... They know that they got they're there for the comedy element. But this one, you couldn't even tell if it was like trying to take itself too seriously or not. You don't know what, what they were trying to do. And it was just a little strange. Cause it went from like trying to be serious to being like a stereotypical like B movie to having like almost like scary movie like spoof comedy level of like props and stuff like that scene that i posted on snapchat (laughs) that was very spoof movie type of humor and it was just very strange and then it got into like the 80s horror comedies it was just very mosh podgy of different stuff i did feel a lot of 80s influence um there was a lot of 80s influence but um there I feel there was a better way to do it, though. Like <laughs> there was a lot of better things they could have done with this movie. I just think that um, almost everyone was incompetent. I feel like we cast the wrong Justin to play that role too. I feel like Justin been- literally looked like he was trying to spoof another character. Yeah, like he looked like one of those like actors that you get to like play like the spoof version of a famous character. It was very weird. Yeah, I, I, they were. I, he, I feel like it's the knockoff version of Justin Long. And, like, I just kept picturing Justin Long doing this, and I was like, that would be such a better movie. Like, like it looks like someone who would be in, like, a porn parody playing Justin Long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. You're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> Everyone looks like they just came fresh off a porn set, and then they were like, all right, let's do a horror comedy. Like, it was also, just weird sexual undertones. Also... Why are they throwing random references to other movies all throughout? And it's so bad. Ferris Bueller, Breakfast Club. <laughs> because like every two minutes there's a line and I'm like, are you serious? Like, Why? get the fuck out of here. Like, and like, I like, I get that. Like, yeah, little nods like that are fun and all, but I, but it takes me out. Um, Two hits, me hitting you, you hitting the floor. Let's go. I know. Come on. (laughs) Um, You have, you know, like a museum and can't touch anything. Um, Yeah, you have the Breakfast Breakfast Club. But there were so many others that I can't even think of right now that were were happening. The two biggest one where I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, there um, are. Well, we had a star. We had a couple Star Wars references. We had. um, I'm trying to think of what else because. And and by the way, these are the the one liners that are happening that were sub- and they're stripped straight from other movies. Like they're not even from this movie. So I don't know. Let me 
Real Are quick. we going to talk about the fact that someone literally got paid to stay to like stand behind a camera and throw rubber donuts at these actors? No, I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone took time out of their day to go to this movie set only to stand behind a camera and throw rubber donuts at actors while they try to fight them off with tennis rackets. Oh, the montage where they grab their weapons oh from the God. trunk of the car. And then the slow-mo kiss at the end that's, like, oh fractured. I'm like, come on. Like, it is the... It, honestly, there is no redeeming quality to this movie. That's... I mean, I mean, I mean I'm being... The cat is the redeeming quality. <laughs> honestly, that scene with her singing to the cat is the only thing in this movie that I will probably revisit again. Because it is just too good. Um, Howard Wexler is the the person who shot the film. Um, I don't know what he's done. Um, let me see. Double Impact. Uh, the Ginger Weed Man. Okay. okay. Um, Ginger Weed Man. Evil Bong 777. Oh, I knew! Evil Bong 666. Evil Bong High Five. He's done all the Evil Bong. I knew it. I knew that someone from this project had either done Ginger Dead Band or Evil Bong. I called it. I called it, you guys. You heard You me. did. You did. Oh, he's done Sex Files, Alien Erotica. Someone had actually done a porn, too! What the? What? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is this? Wow, we're good at this. Film we editing... Called- by Christian McIntyre. Let me see what Christian oh McIntyre has done. <clears throat> Not a whole lot. Avalanche Sharks. Is. Yeah, which was also directed by Scott Wheeler. So this is just the same crew just working together for all these things, and they need to be separated and stopped. <laughs> like, they need to be stopped. No one else wants to work with them. Who is funding this? Well, from the looks of it, no one. Honestly. Probably the same production company that funds shit like Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong. Well, evil there's Bong. also like Decadent Evil. There was also, I think, Thanks Killing was from the same production company. I'm oh actually like weirdly familiar with this production company because I used to buy the crappy movies that they would bring out. I used to own Evil Bong. And then Rogue I think State? I got rid of it because it was Evil Bong. Restless Nomad? I am not familiar with Restless Nomad. Restless Nomad has only done Attack of the Killer Donuts and Left Behind. But I'm wondering if Rogue State has done more. Yeah, Rogue State's done a lot. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue State. Oh, I'm thinking of Full Moon Pictures. Oh, really? Rogue State's yep. done some too. Full Moon Pictures is where I have watched a majority of shitty like B movies. Mm. I don't know. This this just was completely detached. Um real quick, I do want to talk about the uh Rotten Tomatoes scores. Um <laughs> because oh boy, it's at a 56 or sorry, a 42% audience score. Um no critic uh actually there are cr- critics that decided to cover this I feel so bad for them someone from the Los Angeles Times covered it the lack of any real imagination makes attack of the killer donuts a chore um someone from Cinefantastique 
said, The killer donuts take second stage to the unfunny comedy routines of the human characters, which run so long, it's as if the film is daring its audience to get fed up and walk out. And then horrornews.net. I feel like this is wrong, Michelle Swoop. Uh, she said, despite the insane subject matter, this movie manages to be entertaining and funny. What movie did you fucking watch? Okay, uh, But she's not the only one, because on Amazon Prime, Linda, out of 188 reviews, this has a 4.1 out of 5. Now, I don't know if it's the cast and crew. I don't know... I'm assuming it is. I don't know if it's actual people watching this. But it has a good rating on Amazon Prime. Somehow. Why? Oh my god. I don't know. Someone literally reviewed this and said this is the greatest film ever made. Tears of joy and sorrow. Uh Uh-huh. Well, they're wrong. Wookie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, um real quick, I do just want to like like I said, I uh posted something on Snapchat. It was a scene from this movie. Yeah. Talk uh <laughs> Let's talk about it. So our tritagonists decide to go to one of the customers' houses to make sure she was it was the same lady with the um with the cat. With the cat. Yeah. Uh <laughs> They decided to go to her house. Once they found out that these donuts were evil, they wanted to make sure she was okay because they're good kids. Um, they didn't want to just like walk into her house. So it was assumed that it was locked. So uh, the girl decides to climb up the window and break in to make sure this lady's all right. She notices all these donuts and the lady's dead body. So... Of course, she screamed. And so the two other guys were like, we got to save her. And so the main character, our Justin Long knockoff, he grabs a baseball bat, throws it at the door, and says, damn, (laughs) as it hits his friend in the face. Because it bounces back instead of breaking the window. So he grabs a wrench. Throws it at the window. Goes, damn it. As the wrench flings out the window and hits his friend. So his friend has to explain to him, this is tempered glass. You can't break it. So, you know, the main protagonist says this iconic line. Well, we gotta do something. So his friend (laughs) decides to run up to the door. And in a very shitty editing job, it goes back. To the door opening from the inside and the friend falling in. So the main character goes, really? And then runs inside. That was, that was a real scene from this movie. It was, it was, it was, what? That happened in this movie. It was like something out of Scary Movie. It very much was. It was 100% something out of Scary Movie, so I'm not really surprised that he did the special effects for Scary Movie 2. No, it makes complete sense. But It's like he's taking ideas from all these other like pretty pretty good, pretty okay movies, and was like, I'm going to make this movie. 
and take the worst ideas from it. So, you know, movie clips, indie, um, who posts a lot of the trailers for, you know, more independent films. They actually posted the trailer for attack of the killer donuts and, um, a couple of the scenes from it. Uh, like it's a legitimate indie movie. I, Okay, look, I'm not I'm not decrediting their work because like if they had fun making it, that's 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 good. But um I'm just saying that we maybe shouldn't be taking this as seriously as it seems like they're taking it. Uh because oh. yikes. But I will go ahead and carve out a couple of these clips and just throw them up. Uh, for you guys to listen to and watch. That way you can kind of understand what we're talking about. And even for those podcast listeners who aren't going to see the video, you'll you'll be able you'll to tell. Him. You'll be able to tell. And it's also the sound effects for the donuts sound exactly like the sound effects they have for the spiders and eight-legged freaks. That's very like true, you could actually, close yeah. your eyes and be like, Am I watching Attack of the Killer Donuts or am I watching Eight Legged Freaks? Because the monsters sound exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And also, how hard is it to hold off a donut? Like, why like, do those people donut. make it seem so hard to hold off a donut? It's a donut. Oh, yeah. If the donut doesn't eat you and you eat the donut first, you die from shitting yourself to death. And you fart green gas. Yeah, that was a disgusting scene. Yeah, you throw up green goo, you fart green gas, and then you shit yourself to death. And that's how you die if you eat the donut before it eats you. Oh, and like when he hit the guy with his car, and he was like, you guys, I just got fired from my job. I just, you know, all this stuff. And now I just hit this guy with my car who shat himself to death and just, you know, sprayed all this green goo like a zombie. You guys expect me to just walk away from all of it? And they're like... Yeah. And then they went back in his car. (laughs) Like, not gonna lie, that's me running away from my problems. But it was just, yeah, no, that was, that was, this movie is real. It's real. And I don't know why. It's very real. And if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can go watch it. You can watch it. (laughs) If you want. Um, I think you you should at least go, I think you should at least get to the cat scene. Just so you can understand what that was like the first time. Um, so just yeah, my be careful. Re- just be careful. Just be careful. <laughs> just just temper your eating a little bit. Make sure that you don't have a mouthful of anything at any given time. Um, so you already know my rating: one out of five. Out of Linda, five. what are you at? I keep saying it's a real movie because honestly, my head is in denial that what I watched was an actual movie. Um, And not some weird pseudo porn. Yeah. Like, why did they make every scene start off like it was a bad porn? Why did they do that? I'll give it like a one out of five. Like, watch it if place. you want. Watch it if you feel like you absolutely have to. But that was and just... Let me just say, the, the one out of five is very generous. It is. Uh, it's very generous. Like, what? Why? Like, 
like I said, if you if you genuinely enjoy films like Ginger Dead Man, Evil Bong, Decadent Evil, uh, Demonic Toys, like that was a thing at one point, you might actually like Attack of the Killer Donuts. Like, because it just, with better video quality, it's got that going for it that, you know, Evil Bong didn't. Evil Bong looked like it was made from a handheld camera that was dropped. So, you know, it just, you won't get any Tommy Chong, but you'll get a killer donut. But, you know, <laughs> and that is all we have for you with Attack of the Killer Donuts. So, um, yeah, what a, what a good time that was, uh, yeah. everyone. I will try and find some clips for you. But uh, in the meantime, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to tell you a little bit about what is streaming. So stay tuned. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. There, we upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content weekly. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Right now, we are about 12 subscribers away from reaching that goal. And it would mean everything to the team here to be able to accomplish this goal. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications of when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, everyone, let me tell you a little bit about what you can stream over this week. As you all know, we record on Sunday, which just so happens to be Oscar night. How exciting is that? Um, I will be tuning in. I'm not sure if I'm going to be live tweeting, although I should be. I'll definitely be retweeting on the Borough Reviews Twitter. Kind of just depends. But I thought it would be best to kind of let you know where you could stream some of those Oscar-nominated films, um, depending on what films won tonight you may be even able to um get easy access to some oscar winners so let me tell you a little bit about what is streaming i'm not going to give you like all the details on what you have um to stream just because there is so many different options but i will pick out a handful of them so of course you have mank which we reviewed right here on the podcast which is going to be on netflix um it stars gary oldman david fincher directed and uh, yeah, details um, the screenwriting process for Citizen Kane and specifically the character of Mank. So go ahead and check that out on Netflix. You have Minari, which is one of the most loved films of the year. It centers on a Korean immigrant family building a life in Arkansas in the 1980s. And it stars Stephen Young. And uh, it is directed by um, Lee Isaac Chung. And it is nominated for Best Original Screenplay and Best Original Score. And by the way, Mank um, had Best Picture, Actor, Director, Supporting Actress, all of that. You also have Nomadland. Um, Oh, by the way, you can stream Minari on um, Apple TV and Google Play and Video On Demand. And uh, unfortunately, that is what a lot of these films are popping up on is Video On Demand. But Nomadland, Chloe Zhao's... um, portrait of post-economic crisis in America is considered pretty much the potential front runner for best picture this year. Um, I absolutely love the film. It stars Francis McDormand. Um, 
and it is been uh, it has been nominated for best director, adapted screenplay, cinematography, and editing. And you can watch that if you have a Hulu subscription. It is on Hulu, so it's easily accessible if you have that subscription. Promising Young Woman is another one from Focus Features that got a lot of attention. It's been uh, nominated for best picture, actress, and best director. And this is Emerald Fennell's first. Uh, you know, feature. So this is her directorial debut and she's got all these accolades pouring in already. So good for her. This, um, basically centers around Carrie Mulligan's character. Uh, it's a provocative and clever revenge thriller. So, um, you can find that on Amazon, Apple TV, Google play, um, and all of those video on demand services, sound of metal, which is also one of my favorite movies from last year, starring Riz Ahmed, um, and Paul Rassi. Um, it has been nominated for Best Picture, Actor, Original Screenplay, Sound, and Editing. Um, those are the three, and you can find that on Amazon Prime, by the way. And those are the three that I, the last three specifically, that I really would encourage you to go check out. You also have Judas and the Black Messiah, which is on Amazon and Google Play. It was on HBO Max, but you know, obviously with the theatrical window, they took it off after 30 days. So... Um, those are just a few of your options that you can watch heading into this week if you want to kind of celebrate the Oscars that happened last night. Um, have you seen any of those other than Mank? Uh, I have not, but I've been dying to watch Promising Young Woman. Me too. And it we really should... sucks because it's on nothing that I have. I know. I'm kind of waiting for that too. I think once it is, we should do like a retro review because I do. I'm very curious about it. Um and, you know, especially like it's either going to be it's either going to be Chloe Zhao or it's going to be uh, Emerald Fennel who gets the the Oscar for best director. So I, I do believe it will go to Chloe Zhao probably. But um, the fact that you have two really strong like female directors like in the in the lead here is really, really big deal. It's a big deal. It's a good sign for what's to come. But um, I want to make sure I hit both of those because a revenge thriller that's kind of provocative and messy count me in and also oh, yeah. Bo Burnham. So yeah, hell yeah. And Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, count me in. I'm going to watch that. The moment that I get my hands on that, we'll do a retrospective. Okay. Sound good? Yes. Okay. Um so yeah, that is uh basically all we have. Do you have any other like streaming recommendations where approaching the end of the month here. So I know we're going to do our staff picks. Like um, I know, I don't know if you saw that like little task on Asana, but we're doing staff picks. So you can just pick one thing out of the month that we watched um, can be current or it can be old and you can kind of recommend it. I think, um, I think I know what I'm going with, but uh, I'll have to like look at everything that I watched this month and really determine whether or not that's what I'm going with. But um yeah so you can just pick something um but right now do you have anything off the top of your head uh since i finished falcon and winter soldier this last week uh i am actually planning on getting started on them on amazon prime that was one that we definitely talked about last week a little bit i wanted to watch it this last week but i decided to uh, get going on falcon and winter soldier instead since the last episode premiered last night um, so I'm gonna get going on them. I, I've been seeing so many ads for it since I've been using, um, since I've been using my Amazon Plus or Amazon Prime a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it just, 
It looks so good. It looks like a Jordan Peele project. So that makes me want to watch it even more. So I'm going to, I'm going to get started on that and I'll, I'll let you guys know how I like it. Yeah, please do. Cause if you like it, then I might watch it. But as of right now, I'm not, um, I, I, I don't know if I'll do like a final like series review for invincible. Um, just because the last episode is this week upcoming and, uh, I absolutely love that show to death. Um, there are so many things coming out on Netflix though, Linda, this just in the, like so many like TV shows that I absolutely love. Like you have you, you have sex education, um, you have elite season four coming or season five. One of it's either four or five. Uh, I think it's four. Um, and all of those I have, I have access to screeners screeners i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna watch them all uh he loves you hmm he loves me yeah he loves you yeah they do the streamers Uh, love me except hbo max hbo max doesn't love me as much but yeah no lane lane loves to show you he he mm. he really wants to he can't wait for that new, new season to come on yeah and he also loves invincible too he does he like does he like where the show's going like in invincible does he like the buildup that's happening right now has he talked about it much that's a lame question oh okay uh, <laughs> you don't <laughs> that's I don't know. okay I, i'm kind of scared to ask him about because invincible is his favorite comic series he oh is it really oh he absolutely loves invincible so he must have been like thrilled like oh, when this he happened. was stoked. As soon as it got greenlit, he heard about it on Reddit and he flipped. Like, it's very rare to see Lang get like really passionate about that kind of thing. But when he heard about Invincible, he got he super there. happy. He was a super happy boy. And so, yes, he's been watching it every week. And I've been scared to ask about his opinion on it because since he loves that comic series, I'm just so afraid of like asking him and him being like, they're ruining my comics. Like it's from the same creator, it. though. Yeah. Um, so he likes the voice actors that's in them. Like he recognizes the voices, and they're from other shows that we've watched that he absolutely loves, like uh, Rafi from the League, who is also Jay in Big Mouth, like the voice actor from from those two characters. Yeah, Jake and Zucas. Yes, I can never remember his name, but Lane absolutely loves him. He thinks he's hilarious. So. I find those good signs. I'm just really scared to ask and have him <laughs> just, just like be disappointed. Like I want to be happy. I'm sure if he was disappointed, you would have already known about it. I guess so. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. All right. Um, well, that is my streaming recommendation. Go binge Invincible and then go watch the finale this Friday. Um, that's my recommendation for everyone. And I think, spoiler alert, I think that's going to be my staff pick for this month. But um, I'm not sure. It's not set in stone, but I'm most certain that it will be. Um, Anyway, I think that is all the time that we have for you. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of The Conjuring 3. Like I said, make sure to check out our Patreon page if you want to see the exclusive trailer reaction that we did um, while the trailer was, you know, live. So that is over on patreon.com slash the borough reviews. And we um, also have any other tier that you want. So even if you don't want to watch that, don't want to pay the $10 to get the trick or treat tier. That's okay. We have early access to our videos on the $2 tier and we have exclusive bi-monthly podcast on the $5 tier. So there's plenty for everyone. Don't get discouraged with any of the prices. We just appreciate your support and go follow us on all the platforms. So are you going to post the trailer reaction for The Conjuring 3 or the trailer reaction to Annabelle Comes Home? 
Good question. So uh, I'll probably do both for our patrons, right? Why not? Why not? Because that slow realization that we've already seen this before was very noticeable. And so I feel like if they just get the full experience and they get both of them, we'll talk about a little bit about the trailer um, and the MPA ratings on the free podcast that everyone can listen to. But if you want to see the video of us reacting to the wrong trailer... And then reacting to the actual Conjuring 3 trailer, um, check that out on Patreon. Uh, yeah, we, we you know, the, there there was a channel on YouTube that said Warner Brothers, so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I didn't check to see if it had that little check mark next to it. They phone. were not verified. They were not verified. They had two posts. I was they just got, like, they duped me. is this Annabelle comes home and you're like, is it? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Well, I like I have like seen I, I from the very beginning I was like, oh, are they just like rehashing events from Annabelle Comes Home and incorporating that into the into the Conjuring Three trailer? And then honestly, it just kept going. I was like, oh, I recognized one of the girls, but I didn't recognize the other one. So it's been I only saw that one time in theaters. So for me, it was like this looks a little familiar, but maybe they're just incorporating the characters somehow. Yeah, I, I thought they were just like rehashing on what yeah. had just previously happened. But nope, we were just watching the wrong trailer. My bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> it kind of was his fault. It was my fault that we watched Attack of the Killer Donuts, but it was his fault that we watched the wrong trailer. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I checked for that little checkpoint. Yeah. Oh, it won't happen again, I promise you. But we'll probably do more of those exclusive like trailer reactions because that was kind of fun. And it, it gives was. the patrons a little something to watch too. So um, that is all the time we have for today's episode, you guys. Um, like I said, make sure to go to patreon.com slash reviews and follow us on all our social media platforms at the Reviews. Otherwise, that is all from us here. Have a good rest of your week, everyone. Bye.